You're listening to Sober Onions Podcast, where we peel back the layers of sobriety, featuring your host, Crystal Morrell. But today I want to talk about how I feel about how it sucks to be sober. Or does it? And that's the question. So what I did was, as you know, I'm new in my sobriety. I'm a little over four months. I spent uh, six weeks in detox and in rehab. So I got the jump start on getting into a different lifestyle of being sober. I now am attending meetings. I have a sponsor. I am working a program. And sometimes I just feel like I am bored or am I just really in my mental thoughts and capacity just thinking about old ways. And it came up this holiday on Labor Day because normally in a holiday, what would I do? Beautiful weather. I'd wake up. I would be excited. I would go to the store, get the groceries. I would probably buy about, you know, 12 pack of beer, probably a vodka, some orange juice and cranberry, maybe a champagne so that I could start drinking when I got home. If I haven't already started to drink or had that white claw right before I left. So then I get all my beach stuff ready and I pack my cooler and I go to the beach and I get completely sloshed. What a great day, right? And then play the tape, right? What really happens? I get wasted. I start drunk texting everybody. I make a fool of myself at the beach. I can't walk. I can't find my car. I have to spend money on an Uber. I black out. I don't know where I'm at. I have sand everywhere. It is not what you think it is. And that's what I have to do is I have to play that tape. So if you're like me and you're newer newer in sobriety, then you are thinking the same thoughts as me. Sobriety sucks, but really does it. So what I did was I sat down and I went over a pros and cons list. So I was thinking, what is it that I love about drinking? Well, for me, I love the taste. I love beer. I love vodka. I love wine. Wine is probably my favorite, right? So these are the fantasies in my mind. And I think about it. I have cravings because my addiction became to where my life was unmanageable. And I had to have that chemical balance where the alcohol had to be in my system or I was having a physical reaction. Not only was it a mental reaction, but it was physical. So I was thinking, what were the pros to drinking? Well, let's see. I love going to weddings and I love drinking at weddings and dancing and having fun. So I thought, when's the last wedding that I went to and what actually happened? So I thought about it and it was a wedding that I was actually a bridesmaid in. And we started the morning where we had champagne, we had cocktails. By one o'clock, I felt like I needed a nap. I was so tired and I didn't know how I was going to make it through the night because I just needed to drink. So I continued my day on. I ended up drinking through the whole wedding, and oh boy, we had a blast. My dress was ripped. My shoe broke. I couldn't find my purse. I had to get a ride home. I threw up all over my hotel room, and I woke up in the morning with about 25 texts that I absolutely regretted. So, hmm, why is that such a pro to me? I don't know. It's just how I think. 
So then I think, okay, well, what about vacation? Vacation. I love vacation. Wine by the campfire, playing my guitar with a glass of wine. One leads to another, then another, then I kick the bottle over, then it breaks, then I step on it, and now I have a gash, then I have anxiety, and I start to have a panic attack, and I end up in the emergency room. And by the way, these are all real situations for me. So I continue to play this tape of what I think this beautiful thing called drinking is. And I realize how I continue to think that all the pros of drinking are so much fun. So then I thought, okay, what else? What else did I love about drinking? Okay, bike ride. I love bike rides. Let's get drunk and go on a bike ride. How fun. Well, then I sprained my wrist and then I sprained my knee and I was out of work for a week. So that didn't only just cost me the broken bike, the week of work, but also the frustration of pain. Hmm, let me think. What else did I love about drinking? Well, I am obsessed with Titanic. Yes, don't make fun of me, but I really am obsessed with Titanic. I love the movie. I love the culture. I love the history. When I moved from Florida to California, I actually drove all the way to Tennessee, and I went to the Titanic Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and loved it. Did the whole tour by myself. And of course I was drinking, but hey, you know, that was my old lifestyle. So I couldn't even absorb half of the things that I saw, but I did have a really good time. I am so obsessed with Titanic. So there was this amazing Titanic experience in Orlando that cost, I don't know, probably about a fifth. $150 per person. So I got some tickets and we were going to go to this experience and I was so excited. We took the night off, got a hotel for the next day. So overall the vacation probably cost, I don't know, like three, four, five hundred dollars by the time you count in gas, time, work, hotel, food. And of course we had to pack all all of our alcohol as well. And I was so looking forward to this Titanic experience where you go and you get to go through the museum and then you get to sit down at the dinner and the servers and the entertainment is all in character so maybe your waitress is Molly Brown and oh I could not wait I bought a new dress for it I wanted to just dive into this whole Titanic experience so of course what do I do I'm at the hotel and I start what we call pre-gaming right pre-game. So I start drinking while I'm getting ready because that's what I love. That's the pro of drinking. And by the time we got to the Titanic experience, the thing I had been looking forward to for months and months and months and had prepared, bought a new outfit, hotel, I was so drunk and throwing up that they actually had to escort me out of the building. It was so so embarrassing. Not only that, but I ruined the entire experience for everyone else. It really sucked. So let's talk about sobriety. Does sobriety suck? I don't know. I'm not all the way in. I know that I'm not in all the phases of it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because I'm so new, but I did the pros and cons. So you have your pros and cons of drinking, and the cons, obviously, are hangovers, uber cost, relationship damages. I know that I've broken many, many 
relationships and also the expense. I was spending, let's see, if you factor in my morning drink, my midday drink, my evening wine, about $16 a day. Well, if you add that up, that's about $5,840 a year just in alcohol. Can you believe that? $5,840. That was $6,000 a year in alcohol, something that comes in my body, ruins my body, and I have nothing to show for it. I just am shaking my head right now. I can't even believe it. So I had to really sit down and think about this. What are the pros of sobriety? Well, first of all, when I came into rehab, they definitely did all of my blood work and my panels. And when I was at that point, I was sweating all the time, which of course, if anybody saw me sweating, I was like, oh, well, I'm just having pre-menopause or I'm stressed. I have so much going on. I just get the sweats. But the reality was, is my body was chemically reacting to the fact that I needed more alcohol. I was swollen. I My physical appearance was very different. I had people who were starting to notice. If I had not seen somebody in a while, they would not know what to say to me. They would say, oh, are you okay? Or, wow. I even had people say, wow, you've gained a lot of weight. And I'd say, thanks, a lot. But I really had. And it was just because all I was doing was drinking and my diet was poor and my exercise was poor. I would actually drink before I exercised. So that really just cancels it out. But, you know, it was fun, right? Let's go work out and drink or, hey, let's do lunch and drink and then go work out. It was just a part of my lifestyle. So talking about the pros of sobriety, my health, I feel so much better. I have more energy. I am definitely happier. I don't have the stress of worrying about how I feel. At night when I was sleeping, I would have restless legs. And I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to take this little restless leg syndrome pill over the counter. And sometimes it was like a placebo in my mind that I was doing something better for my body, even though with the alcohol, I was definitely not doing anything good for my body. When I went into rehab, they did some blood work, and my liver panel was absolutely terrible. My glucose levels were pre-diabetic, and I'm young and healthy. So the doctor had told me that if I continued to drink the way I was drinking, I was definitely going to get psoriasis of the liver or die. And when you're an alcoholic or you're in the middle of your drinking phase, or maybe you don't even think you're an alcoholic, maybe you're just drinking because you're bored. I know that I have talked to friends who live abroad or um, in the States, and sometimes they say that they just come home from work and drink because they're bored. But the reality is, is the alcohol is a chemical, and you're training your body to need that chemical. I also was thinking about the pros of expense. Now I have some money in my pocket, right? $6,000 a year. I can start taking those vacations that I wanted to take 
that I couldn't because my budget was so tight because my drinking expenses were so high. And when you're drinking, you don't even think about it. You think, oh, well, what's $10 bottle of wine here and a $6 vodka here? Because when you start drinking a lot, you have to resort to the cheap stuff. I know I had to because I quite frankly couldn't afford my habit. If I had my choice, I'd be drinking $50 bottles of wine every single night. But that just wasn't feasible for me because I needed that chemical uh, in my body all the time. So another pro to be in sobriety is remembering everything. Everything that I am feeling is so real and raw. Some of the things I struggle with because now I'm having feelings that I have probably pushed down for many years that I'm having to deal with. And that's where my sponsor and where uh, using a program, implementing that into my life is helpful because I need that accountability. But I think that if you are new to sobriety, or if you're thinking about getting sober, you definitely need to humble yourself and be able to reach out and say, hey, I need some help. Because it's the only way to keep yourself accountable. Another pro to sobriety is I have met so many people that are sober. I don't know why I thought I was going to be in this whole world all by myself, but it is amazing how many people I have met that are living a sober lifestyle and they are saying it is the best decision that they have ever made. And I am so encouraged by every single person that I've met and it just really is exciting to know that I am going to be taking this journey not by myself, but with so many people. And now there are so many resources. There's books, there's podcasts, there's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. There are so many things that you can tap into to help you get through this journey. And with that, yes, I do say sobriety sucks. But when you really think about the pros of drinking, are there any? I mean, Maybe if you can control your drinking, but that's just not who I am. And maybe that's not who you are. I definitely am encouraged and I feel like there's a lot of solutions for my old bad habits. And some of those things that I've done that maybe you would want to try is I've definitely identified my triggers. And for me, uh, it definitely is being around people who are drinking. I can't do that. I can't date anybody that drinks. I can't be around people that drink. And because I feel like I'm missing out. I can do uh, deliveries of alcohol. I can be around alcohol. I can go to a restaurant that's in alcohol. But if I was with friends and we were at the beach and they were drinking, I would have a really hard time and I would really, really, really want to drink. So identifying that and then avoiding those situations and those old habits and routines. I know some people have had to take a different route home from work. And maybe that works for you because their habit was to stop at the liquor store before they got home. Also, healthy living, sleeping, eating, exercise, 
all of those things are super important and there's lots of fun things to do. For me, I personally love Zumba and dance fitness because I have been a dance fitness instructor for 12 years and I absolutely love it. I've never been a real big workout person, but I love to dance. So for me, that is like the best way to work out. However, not everybody likes that. I actually just took a kickboxing class the other day, and it was totally awesome. But I'm encouraged to be healthier because I want to live a longer life. I want to be a part of my kid's life, and I want to be a part of my grandkids' life. And the most amazing part about this whole thing, and another pro to being sobriety, being sober, excuse me, is that my grandkids will never see me with a drink in my hand. They will never know their grandmother to ever be drunk, intoxicated, or inebriated, and that just is exciting. There's a whole future in front of me. So if you're like me, and there's days that you get really down on all the things that you've done or that you've said, there is hope out there, and we just have to keep on going. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you're so strong. I am strong, and I use my higher power, which is God, and I pray a lot because at the end of the day, it is so hard for me. I just want to drink, and that's just who I am, and that's why I have to plug in to the help that I have and use the program that I'm using and call my sponsor and be accountable to her. And there's definitely the mental health issues. There are are days that I am super down and super depressed and I have things that I can use to not necessarily pull myself out of it, but if you've ever struggled with depression, which I have for many, 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 many years, I started having severe depression after I had my kids and during when I had my kids, I had severe eclampsia and if you don't know what that is, it's basically when your body rejects pregnancy. So I always joke that I'm not a good baby incubator, but it's true. My body just does not want to be pregnant. And so it automatically tries to abort it. And so from the time that I was eight weeks, I was bleeding and they put me in the hospital. So I was on bed rest for almost a year, newly married. And it was really hard. It was very depressing. I ended up uh, delivering my oldest at 31 weeks. She was two pounds and four ounces, and she was so tiny. I didn't know any better. I actually took her home at four pounds. Can you believe that? Four pounds. She was so tiny she could fit in my hand, and she was so strong. And I didn't know how to deal with all the changes and the emotions, and I just started getting depressed. And... Then I got pregnant again, not by, by on purpose, actually. I had a little wives' tale that if you were nursing, you couldn't get pregnant. So that's not true, everyone. So I got pregnant again. And in the state of Florida, no one would take me as a patient because I was too high risk. So I was transferred to UCLA in Northridge in California. And I was admitted to the hospital for six months. And my depression was so unbelievably uh, undescribable. I 
I can't say that I wanted to commit suicide. That's nothing I've ever struggled with. I know there's a lot of people out there that have had those feelings and there's lots of help for that. But I definitely just felt so low that I did not think that it mattered if I existed. I felt like I was alone in this hospital room and nobody cared and everybody's life went on. And it just really was really hard for me. And when I got out of the hospital is when I started drinking. My depression was a pinpoint for my drinking because I had such health issues having children. And they actually tied my tubes at 23. So that was another thing was I was unable to have any more kids. And that was something that I was not prepared for at my age because I always wanted a very big family. Not that drinking helped the situation, but in my mind, that was something that suppressed all of those feelings and that depression. And I know drinking can be a huge factor for people who have depression. With that said, there's tons of resources and help out there. There's lots of solutions, and I'm going to be here with you the whole way, and we're going to go through this journey together, and I encourage you, whether you're listening to this podcast just because you love me and you're my family or friends, or if you're somebody I've met and maybe you're thinking about getting sober, or you've been sober and that's your lifestyle and you're just looking for a resource and some accountability, we're here together. We can do this. I encourage you to pass this podcast on. If you have any stories that you want to share of overcoming your addiction, whatever addiction that is, please email me at soberonions at AOL.com. I really appreciate everything and all the support that you guys have given me. And with that, remember, if I can do it, we can do it. Thank you for listening to Sober Onions podcast. All episodes, show notes, and resources are available at SoberOnions.com.